Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 544 for the 29th of ER in a regular year. So today's episode is going to be a continuation of yesterday's episode and actually a culmination of a chapter that we've been learning, namely chapter 52 of Likotei Amarim. And the subject of this chapter is this concept known as the Shechina. So what is the Shechina? The Shechina is, a, is most commonly translated to mean the divine indwelling. Uh, of course, translations are always very limited and uh, and kind of lacking in a way. But another way to understand the Shechina is the Shechina is actually one of the various names of God. So yes, God actually has a bunch of different names. And this doesn't mean that God forbid, you know, there are different parts of God, but rather just like how a human being might be referred to in many different ways. You know, we spoke about yesterday that uh, the one, the same person could be both a parent, a sister, a teacher, a friend, that same person, you know, and it's not, it just doesn't mean that they're compartmentalized in any kind of way, you know, that they're divided up in any kind of way. It's one singular person, but just that the way they manifest, the way they relate to people, the way their relationships with with different kinds of people are going to bring out these different parts of them. So this similar, similarly, in terms of when we talk about God's name, this isn't that we're saying that there's different parts of God, but rather there are different ways through which we relate to him. Now, uh, the unique name of the Shechina, the uniqueness of this name Shechina, which is different really than any of the other names. So some of the other names of God include like the Yudke Vavke, otherwise known as the Tetragrammaton. Uh, there's Elohim, uh, there's Kel, there's Shakai, there's a whole bunch of different names of God. But the name Shechina, what's really unique about it is it's in the feminine and it's actually the only feminine name of God. So masculinity and femininity are, are big topics that are brought up throughout Hasidus, throughout Kabbalah, uh, what these energies mean. Uh, in fact, all of us contain both male and female energies. In fact, everything in the world can be kind of like thought of as, as containing, as being sourced in the male, masculine and feminine energies um, on a certain level. And the masculine aspect of God tends to get a lot of airtime. This is the aspect of God that you know, we think of as God as like bestowing different blessings upon us, um, giving to us, you know, this, this six days of creation when God created the heavens and the earth and all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, so associated with the six days of the week, which of course is, is, um, is sourced originally in the first six emotive midos. 
Um, but then we have this feminine aspect of God. That's the seventh attribute. That's the Shekhinah associated with Malchus. Um, the Shabbos is associated with that day. And what this feminine aspect of God, what that's about is really less about doing and, um, and creating and more about containing everything which came before it. So it's like Shabbos contains all of the days of the week that come before it. Now, the other thing that this feminine aspect does is that it serves to relate to that which is beyond it. So, uh, so you know, we can think about it, it again as Shabbos. So Shabbos on the one hand is like kind of like a fulfillment of all the days of the week that came before it, but then it's also that the source for all of the week that's going, all of the days of the week that will follow it afterwards. So this is why the attribute of Malchus is associated with, uh, which is associated with, with the Shekhinah, is also associated with the attribute of speech. Because speech serves a ser similar kind of thing, if you think about it. So when we speak words, what we're doing is that on the one hand, we're kind of like taking all of our thoughts, all of everything that we want to express. And, you know, that's just like kind of lofty and, and contained within us that's hidden within ourselves. And we bring it down and we bring it down into specific words that we want to say, uh, tailor-made to whoever, to the recipient and that kind of thing. So it's like a condensation, a containment of all of our thoughts. On the other hand, it's a bestowal because that speech, as I mentioned, is going to be catered made for anybody who's beyond who, who you know we're going to speak a different way whether we're talking to a five-year-old hopefully or whether we're talking to a peer so this paradigm of the Shekhinah extends not only into our daily interactions and you know even the world at large but it it in fact actually extends into creation at large and we we started talking about this yesterday in terms of the entire Seder Kishtalshus which is like this chain of descent from level to level from world to world through which God you know brings creation into being down to our lowest of all worlds and the way that this happens, which is something that we already started talking about yesterday, is that in each world, what happens is starting with the world of Atsilis, which is the highest of all the worlds, which is barely called a world because it's the world of emanation where, you know, everything, um, nothing really has a tangible existence of its own. It's all kind of like nullified in its source, but yet there are energies there that have the potential to bring about something beyond itself. So within that world of Atsilis, the lowest level of that world is what's known as the Malchus of that world, right? Which is what we refer to as the Shekhinah. That, that is the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah is Malchus of Atsilis. Now that Malchus of Atsilis then descends down into the world below it, into Bria, and which is the world below Atsilis. And in Bria, the way it gets manifest is as the Kodesh Kadoshim of Bria. And what this manifests as is the Gemara that we know of. You know, the Gemara, the Talmud, that these are the laws and the explanation of the laws. It's a very intellectual, it's the world of the intellect. So this is where God, uh, God's godliness manifestation is manifested in, the, in an intellectual manner. And now today, we're going to continue along this chain and we're going to talk about what happens when the Shekhinah descends from the Kodesh Kedushim within Bria and descends down until it makes its way down to the Malchus of the world of Bria and then eventually down to the lower worlds below it as well. And so the main thing to keep in mind, kind of like the, the conclusion that the Ultra Rabbi is going to come to in at the end of the text today, is that while although... Yes, each world has its own manifestation, its own level, its own amount of light that's being revealed to it. You know, just like um, 
if we're talking again, if we use that attribute of our own, if we use the analogy of our own speech, if I'm talking to a five-year-old versus if I'm talking to a peer, the intensity of my speech, the sophistication of my words, you know, are, is going to be different depending on who it is that I'm speaking to, the different intonations, you know, different things like that. So similarly with, with God, yes, there's a different like type of revelation and different levels of intensity of revelation in each world but ultimately the revelation itself is the same revelation the revelation itself is that shina it's all the same it's all god's speech it's all coming from the same place and so that's kind of the main point that um that that the altar is going to want us to keep in mind today and so with that being said let's get into the text and see how the old tribe explains this once again we are at the conclusion this is the last section of chapter 52 of Marm. so okay so now we're going to go back to our map so if you remember so so far what we had so far is we had the malchus of atzillus right which we also called the shechina which is also called the dvar hashem like the speech of god and that becomes expressed in bria as the Hechal Kodesh Kadoshim, the Chamber of Holy of Holies of Bria, otherwise known as the Chabad of Bria. And then that Chabad of Bria becomes vested within the Malchus of Bria, that lowest level of Bria, the sovereignty of Bria, and that manifests as the Talmud. And also the 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 angels and the souls that are found in Bria. So then what happens? So then, okay, now we're in that realm of the Malchus of Bria. So what happens is that then it descends even further. It goes, this Malchus of Bria, just like the Malchus of Atsilis descended and became the the Chamber of Holy of Holies of Bria, the Malchus of Bria now becomes the Chamber of Holy of Holies of Yitzira. And what is the Chamber of Holy of Holies of Yitzira? So if you've been following along, maybe let's see if I can, I'll give you guys a second to, to try to piece it. What would be a, a synonym for the Chamber of Holy of Holies of Yitzira? Okay. It would be the Chochmah Bin Adas, the, the, the Chabad of Yitzira. So again, if you want to kind of make a little map here, uh, Chamber of Holy of Holies or Heichal Kodesh Kadoshim equals Chabad of whatever world we're talking about. So then what happens is that now we're in the world of Yitzira. So in that world of Yitzira, the world of formation, so the Chabad of Yitzira then gets vested in the Malchus of Yitzira, in that lowest level of Yitzira. And what happens in this Malchus of Yitzira? So this is where we see that the different spirits and the different angels of Yitzira are, are formed and manifest. So you're probably seeing a pattern at this point that what happens, the malchus of each world is where the creation actually happens, where the souls and the angels and whatever's going on in that world gets generated from. And then all the other stuff before that is like sort of like preparatory steps. And then the altar goes on, not only are the angels and the souls, if it's here, uh, formed here, but also this is actually where we get our Mishnah, which what is the Mishnah? So the Mishnah is, a it's it's a composite of all the different halachos, all the different laws, Jewish laws. And then the altar says that these, this law, this Jewish law, they, they also come from the Chochmah Bina Das of God. They, it also comes from God's intellect. So God, you know, he, when we think about, when we learn about different Jewish law, this, these are laws that God came up with, so to speak, in his mind. However, the, in this case, the Chabad that we're talking about, the intellect that we're talking about, is not about the idea of the reasons behind the halachos. We're not getting into the, when we just study bare 
basic Jewish law, like if you open up like a book of halacha, you're not necessarily learning the reasons behind the halachas. That's not what it's about. The reasons behind the halachas are actually hidden within the body of the halachas themselves, and it's not revealed. The actual body of the halachas and the actual revealed halachas, these are actually a manifestation of the midos, of the emotive attributes of God in a way of revelation. As we explained previously in the name of the Tikkunim, that in the Tikkun Zohar, there's, there's a phrase that says, Shit which means that the six spheros, the six uh, midos, the six emotive attributes, they nest in Yetzirah. So it's like they're nesting, their home is in Yetzirah. So, uh, so again, so we talked about this just before, that basically the just like every world has its like specialty, so to speak, and it's like this is where God's, what part of God's manifestation is revealed here. So in the world of Bria, what's revealed and what's manifest and what that whole world is all about is about God's intellect, about God's Chabad, which is why that's where the Talmud comes from, because the Talmud is all about the reasoning and the understanding standings like why, the why of the mitzvahs. Versus when we get into the world of Yitzirah, the one the world right below that, that's the world of the emotive attributes. That's the world of emotion, of God's emotions being manifest. And so that's why it makes sense that this would be the world of Mishnah or the world of Halachos, because these are an expression of God's emotions, God's likes and dislikes, so to, so to speak. So Basically, because if you really break down what is halacha, halacha is all about like what you can do, what you can't do. So it's like what makes God happy, what does not make God happy. So it's like, and there's things that there's an aspect of like the right side, which is the aspect of like being makal, like being being more permissible, which basically what that means is like when you say that something is permissible, we're allowed to do something, it means that it's we're opening it up, that we're saying that this thing can be elevated up to God. Or to be machmir. Machmir is to be stringent, and that's like the opposite. <clears throat> like when we're stringent about something, when we say like, no, that's not allowed, we're basically stating that this thing cannot be elevated up to God in the same way. And then the altar goes on and he says that all of this, whether we're talking about the Talmud or the Mishnah, it's all coming from the, the high supernal chokhmah of Atsilis, and as well as the Bina and Das that's contained within it. So we can look at this map in like a way of descent. Like we can look at how like from world to world, like going from we the Malchus of one world becomes the Chabad of the next world and so on and so forth. And there's like this, this direct chain of rolling over. Like it's like a snowball that's like just going and going and going. But that initial snowball is always still there. So that it's like if we revert back to the beginning, it's all originating from the same place. And all of these things are really originating in God's mind. Because just like the malchus of every world, like when we were talking about the malchus of Bria, remember that that was how, that was vesting the Chabad of Bria. And so too with Yetzirah. So then where we started from, we started from the malchus of Atsilis. So we have to say that vested within that world of malchus of Atsilis is also the Chabad of that world, right? So then we say, okay, so yeah, so everything's coming from that Chabad of Atsilis. And what is Chabad of Atsilis? Chabad of Atsilis is actually totally unified with God. Because if you remember, the world of Atsilis is really unique in that sense that it's not separate from God the way the other worlds are separate from God. But what the altar is really teaching us here is as separate as Atsilis is, as different as it is, it's actually totally connected with all the other worlds, which means that if we on a true sense, even though it's not revealed as such to us, but when we understand how unified 
all these attributes are with God and Atsilas. And then when we understand that there's this direct chain and this direct link, when it comes down to us, we can actually see that in all the worlds, there's this unification with God and it's with perfect unity, like totally, totally unified. So whether we're talking about the Talmud or whether we're talking about the Mishnah, all of these things contain within them that unity with God, like they're totally unified with God the same way that the world of Atsilas is unified with God. And so what's really happening is when we go back to our original, where we're all coming from, like bring it back home, is the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah again is that Shekhinah is that indwelling of God. That is the way that God relates to the world. And so then we can understand that the, the whole time the Shekhinah is descending in this whole process. And so now the altar is going on with the map and he says that in this likewise manner. So now we're in that world of Yitzirah, right? So then the Shekhinah goes and and descends from the Malchus of Yitzirah and becomes vested within the chamber of Holy of Holies of, I'll give you guys a minute to try to think of it, Asiya, that lowest world, our world. So that chamber of Holy of Holies of Asiya is Chabad of Asiya, right? So the point is for us to recognize basically that here in our world of, of Asiya, even though it is the lowest of all worlds and it's the least, it's the world that reveals God in the least way, nevertheless, the Shekhinah really is here in our world. And it's and the ultra mapped out that process of how it happens. And then the ultra goes on and he says that these three worlds, the Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya, are actually further subdivided into a myriad upon myriad of many other levels that are also called individual worlds. And this Malchus of Atsilis, which is where we all started from, which again is the Shechina, is vested in the Malchus of every single one of these individual worlds and descends from that Malchus of whichever particular world we're talking about. And it descends into the world that is below it into and becomes vested in the Chamber of Holy of Holies, which is the Chabad of that world, which is below it in level. And then there's a little note here that the altar uh, adds and uh, and like a little footnote where it says that this is how we can understand the phrase which we say in Tehom, Malchutcha Malchut Kol Armim. Your kingdom is the kingdom of all worlds. So now it's like we we can have a much deeper appreciation of what that means exactly. That your kingdom is the kingdom of all worlds. That this Malchus of Atzilus, this Hashem Shechina, is literally found within every single one of these worlds. And then the altar of it goes on and he says that from this Shechina, which is vested within the chamber of holy of holies in every single world, whether we're talking about the general worlds of Briad, Sierra, and Asiya, or the individual worlds, like those myriad upon myriad of levels. So from the Shechina is drawn out and spreads out the light and vitality for that particular world and for those particular creations and angels and souls. So if you recall, we mentioned that previously, that like in each world, each world has a certain type of creation that is found within it. Like Yitzhira has its own angels and souls and Bria has its own angels and souls and Asiya has its own creations as well. And each one of those are coming from the Malchus of that world. But <clears throat> ultimately, we've learned that Malchus of that world comes from the Chabad of that world, which comes from the Malchus of the previous world. So it all descends back to the beginning. And so... Then the altar rabbit concludes because they all originated in the Asara Mamarot, the 10 utterances through which God created the world of Embrashis, which are the, the, what are they like? So God created the world through his speech. It's the speech of God. And this speech of God is the Shekhinah. So that's the end of this section. And so this leaves us with 
a much greater appreciation of this idea of how we know that God created and continues to create the world through his speech. So this is something that, you know, you learn it really early on. It says, God said, let there be light. There was light, like in the story of Bracius and the creation of the world. And we kind of get this feeling of, okay, God uses his speech to create that world. You kind of maybe picture this like being like, speaking words into existence but now we can have a much much deeper appreciation of that because what we're really saying is that what is speech speech is the manifestation of a person's intellect and god's speech on its deepest level is what we call malchus of atzillus malchus of the highest world which is otherwise known as the shechina the shechina that we refer to all the time the divine indwelling and everything and so now what is what happens is that this Shechina or this Malchus of Atzillus descends from world to world to world to world, even down into our world, and causes this chain reaction which creates all beings. And the way that this happens is that the Malchus of the higher world, whatever world we're talking about, descends into the next world and gets manifest and vested within the Chabad of the that world of that lower world which is otherwise known as the chamber of holy of holies of that world and then that chabad or chamber of holy of holies becomes vested in the malchus of that next world which then in turn gets vested in the chamber of holy of holies slash chabad of the next world and so on and so forth but it's the same shechina that's descending from level to level to level and it's the same devar hashem it's that it's that the manifestation of god's speech of god's mouth of god's intellect really that's coming down here so hopefully this can give you a little bit more of appreciation of God and of this idea of us relating to him as our king. That again, it's like just like with our parents, that we only see our parents in terms of their relationship with us. But there's like a whole bunch of other things that are going on behind the scenes that we don't see and that we don't know. But all of it came down and manifested in us in them having a relationship with us so too as it is with god that there's this whole chain of french a whole bunch of different things that are going on and all we see is our relationship with god but there's a whole bunch of things that lead up to it constantly and perpetually so that's it for today and tomorrow we will begin a new chapter chapter 53 which i believe is the last chapter of lukutam marim very exciting and then we're going to move on to a new a whole new safer in this book. So stay tuned and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.